0: Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure and the God of every day. And now, your host, Will Ratliff. Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, everyone. I'm Will Ratliff, and welcome to episode 19. Really just have this episode, planning on doing one more, unless something just crazy happens, and we'll kind of end out this season one, get into a new season. Hope you had a good week, spent the last couple of weeks, it's kind of that May season, if you've got kids, you understand. End of the year for school, we've got a daughter that will be a senior next year, so has friends that that are seniors, so we've had... End of the year graduation parties and end of the year banquets and things like that. So, just that season. I can't believe I'm going to have a senior next year. Actually, I have two in high school next year. So, it's just so crazy. It goes so fast. You get if you're a parent, you probably understand. The kids seem just to, man, grow up overnight. And for this episode, I want to talk about forgiveness and really my journey in, in really understanding forgiveness, both personally. I think corporately, just like some of the other things that I've talked about before, my understanding of forgiveness has changed over the years, and it's really—I heard—I it, her, was listening to a podcast today, and the guy on there just was talking about you know, how he has. I mean, there's a there's a word that's thrown out some called deconstruction, where you just start to wonder. You really dive deeper in your deeper in your faith ask questions, maybe have some doubts about some of the things that you were taught growing up. And I liked what he was saying because he, he was saying that now he, he thinks about things in a deeper way than he has before. And I I really feel like, as part of my journey in this as well, that a lot of the things that, that God has shown me, that I've changed my opinions on, changed my views on, and even some of my beliefs, is really just kind of plumbing the depths with God and going in and, you know, seeing why I believe what I believe. So I feel like my foundation is stronger. I feel like I'm letting go of things more or holding on to things more loosely, not necessarily letting some things I've let go of and other things, you know, but it's just this it's really has, it's really deep in my faith and grown my love for, for Jesus. Even more than I have, than or than it has been. So and it, you know, so forgiveness is one of those things, and it's you know depending on who you listen to. It really can vary according, according to, speakers, authors, how how forgiveness works and how you're, how you approach even forgiveness, asking for forgiveness from God or others or, or that kind of thing. And so, I wanted to, I wanted to point out some scripture. And then really talk about it, and I'm trying to pull some some stuff up here. So before I get into that, though, there's there's a couple of ways to look at forgiveness. There's actually probably more than a couple. There's several ways, and and really and sin, looking at that in a Christian's life. And I've heard I've heard several views. So so one of those is. The, and we've talked about it quite a bit on this podcast, the more legalistic approach where you you have to ask for forgiveness after every sin, and, and if not, then you're in danger of losing your salvation or not being right with God. you got to make sure you ask for forgiveness all the time. You have to ask for the sins that you know about, the sins that you committed you aren't aware of. So there's sins of what they call omission and commission, where you omission is you did it but you're, you're not aware of it commission is you know, committed this sin you're aware of it you can name it the omission one is well, I, I left something out or yeah i didn't do something i was supposed to do and so there's you know that view that says you're you're basically always in danger of losing your salvation because if you if you die you have unforgiven sins then you're out of fellowship with God and you might not get to heaven. Well, that, I'm just going to call it like it, that's bogus because then that depends on us. It doesn't depend on the sacrifice of Jesus, the work that he did on, on the cross. It depends on what I do, even if it's asking for forgiveness. Or, you know, at that point, it means that I'm having to make myself right with God instead of depending on the work that Jesus did. There's another view that says it doesn't matter what you do. God's forgiven you already, so you can just go live life however you want. Well, there's some truth to that. God's forgiven all of your sin, past, present, future. But there's also numerous scriptures that says you know that we need to live a life worthy of the calling that God has called us into. And so I think that one's bogus as well. And the the bogus piece about that one is, we can live however we want. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I think we are to be ambassadors of Christ, be representatives of God on the earth, people that love Him and love other people around us. And so that's gonna that's gonna be transformative. That's a transformative kind of love. And that has an impact in forgiveness. Because I think as we realize what God has done for us, then we are going to forgive ourselves, forgive others, and we're gonna you know, we're gonna live this life that is different than maybe just your normal person because of the impact that Christ has had in our lives. So there there are those views. And so I want to look at some scripture that 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 helps support support this view. And so because I know there's a lot I think there's a lot of still preaching and practice out there that can t- that kind of is a hybrid of some of those. And that we still have to ask for forgiveness, but I want to look at something I want to look at a few scriptures let's look at them maybe in a little bit different light I want ask you to keep an open mind and again you can disagree with me that's fine I would and if you do I would love to have a conversation about what you believe, why you believe it, why you think maybe differently than than this so i'm I'm going to Romans six. Romans 6 and 9 says this, For we know that since Christ was ra- raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So I want to point out the phrase there in verse 10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. And then I'm going to go over to Hebrews. Real f- I'm going to come back to that one, but I'm going to go to Hebrews 10. So verse 11 of chapter 10 Hebrews, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. So this is talking about the Old Testament. Day after day, every priest would stand performing the religious duties. That would be the sacrifices, the, the Old Testament animal sacrifices. Or there was also drink offerings and things like that. So they had to perform these duties day after day. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. And that's important because the blood, blood of animals, blood of bulls, goats, lambs things like that could never take away sin once for all verse 12 but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin there's that one again but when this priest this what it's talking about if you go back up into Hebrews it's talking about how Jesus is like an Old Testament priest after the order of what they call it Melchizedek and so I'm not gonna go into that a lot you can study that on your own I would encourage you to read Hebrews Hebrews is one of my favorite books of, all, of the, the whole Bible, it's just so rich. So verse 12, but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. That means the work was complete, it was finished. 13, and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. So we're not gonna get into that or any of that, but, but that image of, of Jesus sitting down at the right hand of the Father, means that his work was done his work was complete and what he what it says is he, that he offered for all time that means all time past present future one sacrifice for sins okay so let's go back to romans so romans he cannot die again all right so do, jesus doesn't die over and over and over again for this sacrifice he died once he was raised from the dead so he cannot, he's, he's, oh, his, like death doesn't have any mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. Once for all time, one sacrifice to cover all of our sin, pa- again, past, present, future. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So, the, so this life is continual. The death happened once. Verse 11 in Romans, in the same way. Okay, that's important. Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. I think that's one of the most important verses in Scripture when it, when it talks about us approaching God in respect to our sin. Because what it says, it says, count yourselves dead to sin. And if I'm dead, again, I cannot die again. It's already happened. It's it's past, tense. so count yourselves dead to sin. You're dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So there's a couple of views out there as well regarding sin and sin patterns in, in the life of the Christian. And I want to touch on that just momentarily. And I think it's important because I went to church service a couple of weeks ago, and the pastor was talking about sin patterns and basically said, you know, he was admitting that, he had sin patterns, that every, you know, every Christian is going to struggle with this, and that it's something we have to deal with all of our lives. I've also heard some people say, and New Testament scholars really believe in this, this view that you can really live, live life without sin. Now, I, the jury's still out for me on, on that like where i fall between those two i think it's probably somewhere in the middle because i do believe that god is a god who transforms us i believe that he's a god who shows us things not he shows us things in our lives shows us areas that need work but not so we can work on them but so that he can come in and begin to untwist and untangle those things that are that are in our lives that that need his That need his light and that need his life and those are the only two things and i believe the only two ways that those things can get untangled and untwisted is by the work of jesus by the work of the holy spirit in our lives now i've tried the other way okay i've tried to be better i've tried to fix my issues and i think if you know as a christian if we if we listen to God, if we and we know, right, there's things that we know that we struggle with in our lives and things that are patterns. They are sin patterns. But if I look back in my own life, I feel like there has been vast improvement, although it didn't seem didn't seem like it at the time, there've been vast improvement in those sin patterns. So I could see where someone might say, Man, you know, there are issues that God can free us of. and I I believe that. I believe for some people it happens instantaneously and miraculously and I believe for the majority of us it happens over time and fru- and it and it's frustrating and I, and I get it. But I think the work of the spirit is the same and God wants to free us of those things that Continue to hold to have a hold on us, especially if they're addictions or things that that are patterns of unhealthy behavior. That he absolutely wants to free us from those things. But it may take counseling. It may take it may take a support group. It might take friends and you know just people surrounding us and love. and just. A, a community of people that love us through those things, and we've talked about that before. So, so there are those views, but I, I think the, this idea where we continue to come to God and continue to have, we feel like we continue to have to ask for forgiveness, is almost redundant because of the the things that Scripture says. If, you know, especially in Romans, count yourself dead to sin. You are dead to sin. Uh, the work that God did. Now, it's not that we won't continue to struggle, some, but I think there is also a victory that if we realize it's not ours, it's it, it's ours through Jesus, then I think those things begin to have less hold on our lives if we can really come to the point where we trust in that and we believe that. So I want to look at another passage, uh, 1 John 1. And it's a whole so in john 1, 1 john 1 he's describing the message that we've heard so it's basically the gospel that john has heard and it's proclaimed to these people and so he's going through and he's talking about and this i'm starting at verse 5 he's talking about god is light in him there's no darkness at all and then it goes on to talk about fellowship and light and darkness why verse 7, but if, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now, some people would say too, okay, Will, you're talking about purification from sin, not really the actual effect or our capacity for sin. I read a Watchman ebook years ago that really helped me. It really started my journey into freedom and accelerated it. And he talks about how in... In Romans, there's a, there's a couple of ways that it talks about sin. There's sin and the sin nature, and so and Watchman, he made a great point in this book. He talks about would God take away our sin with without really taking away our sin nature, and he compared it to like you know a factory that produces sin. So you know our bodies are maybe this factory that produces sin, and then there's there's the actual. Sin, sins, commitment of sins, individual sins. So he said, Well, God really free us from and purify us from those sin and not deal with the sin factory?" And it just blew me away to know, you know, of course not. If we believe in a loving God, He's gonna, He's not only going to deal with our individual sin, but He's going to deal with our capacity pr- to produce sin in our lives. And I think this is what it's talking about here that. He, He purifies us from all sin and that we are dead. We consider ourselves dead to sin there in Romans. So this goes on. If we claim to be without sin, this is in 1 John again. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. So, but it's referring back up to this message that we've heard from him and declare to you. So it's all kind of packaged together. We deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So really he's talking about this is the message that we told you. So if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, we're purified from sin, and if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just, will forgive us and purify us. So so there, it's really talking about that message before we believe. And then once we believe, then there's not that I can find, and, you know, again, I, I'm, I would love to have a conversation with you if, if this is something you don't agree with, or, we, you know, let's talk about it, because I, I could be wrong. But there's not a lot, as I begin to read Scripture more and more, there's not a lot that really talks about us as Christians, you know, continually asking God for forgiveness. Now, there are points at which we are going to, that God's going to show us things that he wants to work on, again, that he wants to transform in us, untwist, untangle, all that good stuff. But again, it's not about the work that I do, it's it's, it's work that he does alongside of, of. So let's think about, let's go back, think about kind of how I grew up, how I was raised in this asking for forgiveness. There were times that I would beg and plead God, forgive me, I messed up, I know I messed up, please help me, please, and it was just this, almost this groveling to God, and I think, looking back, knowing what I know now, looking at these scriptures, it, man, it almost takes away the power of, of what Jesus did, if I'm having to grovel at at the feet of Jesus, or the foot of god or where you know wherever to me now look it just seems like you know god just like i just want you to accept it i just want you to live in the freedom that i've given you and that that jesus died for so i hope hope this has been helpful you might be where i was a few years ago on this journey and continue to beg God for forgiveness and my prayer for you is that you will just you'll accept it you'll accept it as is because he doesn't expect you to beg for it it's it's already been done the work's already been done you just have to accept it and if you're struggling with sin pattern or addiction or things like that just my, my prayer goes out to you as well because I've been there both had sin patterns struggle with some addictions in my life and and God's freed me from those. So if you ever need a talk, if you ever need anything, please reach out. Will at AdventureLifeMinistries.com We can hop on a Zoom call or something like that. We can we can see where you're struggling and would be happy to pray for you, pray with you, and let you really see. And I I pray that you you see God's freedom and grace in in this and that He's forgiven you. I know for a long time I struggled with forgiving myself, but I think too, if we see, if we begin to see this from a new perspective, then I think forgiving ourselves gets, gets easier as well because it's not—it's again, it's not about how we ask for forgiveness or how much we ask for forgiveness, but it's really how we see forgiveness and how how Jesus and God just dealt with sin and did away with it for all time, and so. Well, my friends, have a wonderful week. Crazy that next week's gonna be the last episode for now, but continue to push forward in the journey and until next week my friends, enjoy the adventure.